Hello and welcome to your Ultimate You podcast. In today's episode, I have a lovely lady with me sharing her story to demonstrate the realities of what we face as women. We are all unique and spend far too much time worrying about everybody else that we often forget to check in with ourselves. I truly believe I will be able to empower all of you beautiful women who are listening simply by inspiring you and educating you through the power of real women sharing their stories, vulnerabilities, passions, and drives. Without further ado, hello, Hannah. It's great to have you here today. Hello, Jessica. Thank you so much for inviting me. You are so welcome. You're so welcome. This incredible woman is inspirational without doubt. She has created a life for herself based on her passions and leaning into that. A true inspiration if you ask me. Welcome Hannah, I'm so grateful to be here with you today to chat to you about you. So my lovely, let's get the listeners a picture of who you are. Would you please tell me a little bit about your background? Yes, of course. So uh, my name's Hannah Becko. Um, I suppose I would always start, I'd lead these things by saying um, I'm a commercial property lawyer. Um, and actually, despite even five years of sort of personal development and, and working on myself, I suppose I still lead with that. Um, but aside from that, so I, I've, I've actually wanted to be a lawyer since I was 13. So in many ways, I'm uh, living the dream doing that. Um, but aside from that, I'm also a mum to three boys. I've got a 10 year old, a seven year old and a three-year-old uh, I have a long-suffering husband um, and uh, as, as you know and as I'm sure we're going to get into and talk about today um, I, I just love business I suppose I love all things business um, that's why I have quite a strange um, array of things going on in life um, I get bored easily so I like to, to change it up and have lots of things going on. <laughs> Thank you Anna and I'm very much relatable we, as you've sort of given a description, we have so many roles that we play with within ourselves. Thank you. What was it that you faced or caused you to struggle in your life up to the point that you made a conscious decision to make a change? Um, that's that's a fantastic question. And actually, as I've looked back, even recently in the last year, I can see that there's sort of a pattern every five years or so where I seem to make some big shift. Um, so around 10 years ago, I suppose the biggest shift was and that was when I had my first son and I was still an employed lawyer doing the sort of usual um, private practice job at that time. Um, but it was my first son. And like many people, I was off on my first maternity leave and really struggled with the idea of going back to work, particularly um, full time work and, and the hours that I used to do and things. And I suppose that was my, my first biggest shift is that I decided after having gone back just for a short time after maternity leave that I didn't want to stay in that job anymore. So I did leave um, when my son was probably about 18 months old and I didn't know then what I was going into. I decided to leave that job and at that point leave the law. And I didn't want to, but I didn't feel that I had any choice. I didn't feel that I could do that job and be the parent that I wanted to be. Um, so I left. Looking back, uh, it's easy to blame sort of having children, starting a family. But actually, I don't think I was hugely fulfilled in that job. I don't think I was enjoying it. And I think I, I had always wanted to have my own business. So I think there were many things at play. And I sort of used the fact that I'd become a mom and it didn't work 
um, to, to, as an excuse, I suppose, to leave. But I did actually only stay out of the law for about six months. Um, I then came across an opportunity to work in the way that I do now, which is self-employed. Um, it's all under my control. I work predominantly at home, obviously totally at home at the moment. But uh, even before this, I was predominantly at home and I was in charge of, of my own hours and my own business. So I, as I say, I only left the law in the end for about six months, but I, I, I transitioned into being self-employed. So I suppose that was my first big shift. And then the second one happened again about five years later. So five years ago now, and I had built up my legal business. It was successful by, I think, most people's um, estimations. I ticked lots of boxes. I had the title partner, which if you're a lawyer is what most people are, are striving for. Um, we'd bought a new house. We had new cars. My husband had been promoted to partner as well in his um, job. We had two then, um, you know, healthy, healthy boys. So we ticked all the boxes. But I was working till sort of 10, 11 at night. I didn't know how to say no. I took on every piece of work that was offered. I jumped to clients' very unreasonable expectations, you know, 10 o'clock at night, telecoms and, and doing deals that, you know, just didn't need to be done that night and could certainly wait till the next day. I didn't want to say no to anything. And my health was starting to suffer. I had what I now know is all the symptoms of chronic stress. Um, panic attacks, uh, couldn't sleep at night, um, wasn't spending any time with the family at all, even though I was, that was the reason I'd become self-employed and worked at home, but I just wasn't spending any time with them. I was very short-tempered with them. All of those things made me realise that that wasn't what I wanted either. So I built this successful business, but it wasn't the life that I wanted. So I started to look into personal development, uh, managing stress, things like that mainly just for myself to learn how I could be better as a parent, as a person, manage my business better. But what I learned, I just found was so brilliant and life-changing in the sorts of skills I know that you are passionate about as well, that I went on to, to think, well, actually, lots of lawyers need these skills. And I'm in a good place to teach them about them because I am one of them. It's very easy sometimes for, for the legal profession to say to other people, you don't understand the pressures we're under. You don't understand the way we work, whereas they can't say that to me. So the, five years ago, I started my second business, um, authentically speaking, which is speaking, coaching and training for the legal profession with a special uh, emphasis, if you like, on mental health and well-being and stress management. Um, so th those were the, the two biggest shifts, I suppose, in, in the last uh, 10 years. <laughs> wow, I'd say huge shifts. And it's amazing. Many listeners will be able to relate when we become mothers. It's not about changing who we are, but our perceptions and our priorities. Shift. I like that word better shift because it's change is a very uncertain word. It comes with uncertainties. You really leaned into what you're good at, clearly very good at law. You've spent no doubt a long time studying it, but you've leaned into it through your own personal journey to incorporate well-being, to incorporate your, your talent, your profession, and the fact that you wanted innately, you wanted to stay at home and create a business for yourself that aligned with your core value. Hats off to you, my lovely. That is incredible. I would love to know what has been your greatest inspiration. Oh, 
wow, that is a really tough question. I would say that what has been one of one of my very biggest inspirations and and caused me, I think, to be doing what I'm doing now is one of my first mentors. I heard her speak um, years ago and seeing her, not just the topics she was talking about, which was all about, you know, women um, taking care of ourselves more instead of, you know, being this superwoman that achieves all these things and never says no to anyone and doesn't look after themselves, um, which basically is burning us all out. Um, and, and I was very much in that place when, when, when I was listening to her. And that actually there was a different way and, and a way not just to survive better, but actually to, to, to be better, you know, to not just survive, but, but thrive for want of a, you know, a cliche. Um, so I think, meeting her and starting to understand that if I spent some time and effort working on these things that it would make a big change for myself was was really inspirational but also um, just as, as well what is a simple thing I suppose is that she was just a very um, she's a great presenter you know she was on the stage at the time and she's a fantastic speaker and trainer and she really inspired me to want to be like her and that was very strange at the time it came completely out of nowhere because I was a lawyer you know and I didn't even do trainings or speaking or anything in my profession I just did the client work and at my desk and at my computer at that time I didn't didn't give any public speaking at all or training um, and actually I do now so not just in the well-being side but I actually do property related trainings and courses and things like that and, and love it and actually that was a big inspiration to, to see somebody doing it really well and to actually realize that that was something I wanted to do and actually as a child I had loved doing it but somewhere along the way we, we lose ourselves I think when we become adults and, and go through that journey into adulthood and it was that reintroduction to something that as a child I loved and, and seeing her do it so well was a huge inspiration. So that that really is um, a lot of the reason I do what I do now. Wow. Wow. It's, and I love what I love, the fact is that you're able to relate something back in your past to that really you, you loved. As you say, you lost yourself. We do. We, as we transition from childhood, adolescence, adulthood, adulthood into older age, middle age, older age. We do, we lose a sense of ourselves. And it is about finding inspiration to help us continue through our personal journeys of self-development, but also to bring back, reconnect with ourselves so that we're bringing back that core passion and leaning into that and hopefully enriching our personal lives as well as our professional lives. That is fantastic, that really is. I'd love to know what you've created just for yourself. Ooh, what I've created just for myself. I think, I think this is still a work in progress. Um, I would say that I'm definitely still working on that. But what, I, what I'm trying to do, it might be easier to say what I'm trying to create for myself, is I'm trying to create a space where I don't work so hard. I don't work so many hours. I do spend more time with the children, sort of quality time. And again, there's been another change even in the last eight months where I stop work a lot earlier in the day, generally, as a general rule, and just spend time with them. Even if we're just having a cup of tea and watching a film, um, we, we do that far more now. 
So I want to go from a place of having worked a lot of hours and, and being away a lot. When I was training in a lot of this, I was away for a week, uh, you know, week at a time, which from a young family is, is difficult. At the time, it's what I needed to do. But now I've come to a place where I want to, to spend more time with them. doesn't mean I don't want to ever go away, and I, and I will, but it will be less. So I think this is what I want to create is more of a, I, in simple terms, I want to be just at peace with myself and, and with what I'm doing. So that, that for me looks like the hours that I work and the sort of work that I do. And I'm very passionate about writing at the moment. So I'm trying to, trying to, <laughs> in the process of writing a couple of books, um, one is co-authored co and one is my own. And I think that's, that's something that I really want to create for myself. Yes, it will, I'm sure, benefit the business and things, but it's something that for a few years now I've wanted to, to create for me and also for the children. It's very important to me that the children see that anything is possible, that I never want them to pigeonhole themselves or to make decisions about their future and, and feel that they're boxed in. I think it's about, it's always about freedom for me and um, for them to see that they can create anything they want to really. And I suppose I have to be that role model. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, the very fact that you are so self-aware you know what you need to as a person to thrive, but also what you want to create for yourself for your family's life. And as you know, you cannot give the very best of you without having your cup full. That analogy that we is, is so worldly known, you can't pour from an empty cup. So it's enjoying that your cup's full. But first of all, having that recognition, that self-awareness that it's not full, it's running out. What can you do to help fill it back up but keep it full so it's not a job of filling it letting it run dry filling it that's not what this is about this is a this is about finding that balance ensuring that it is full and that you're constantly pouring into it so that it overflows and that overflow is for everybody else in your life thank you thank you what do you feel is one of your greatest lessons from life to date I think that would be the whole idea of letting go of this idea of trying to be superwoman. Um, very much as you were just talking about there with, with the cup and, and looking after yourself. And while you were talking there, I was just thinking about um, something that's coming up a lot with my clients at the moment is this idea of guilt, you know, mum guilt, parental guilt, because they are trying to do the homeschooling and, and to, to, you know, do their job or run their business or whatever. And, um, I, I sort of say to them, I say it's not easy, but I don't do parental guilt a lot at all anymore. I used to, I used to do it a lot and I work very hard on myself to let it go. Um, but I think for me, it's very important that I, I sort of, I say to the children, no, I need a little bit of time on my own now. And I, you know, I, I am very honest with them about what I need and I don't feel well or I'm tired or whatever. And, you know, yes, I'll, I'll feed you and I'll make sure you're safe, but then I need a bit of time to myself. Um, and I think it's, for me, it's so important that, that I'm honest with them about what I can and can't do. And, and it is something that I encourage others to do as well. Very much following on from, you know, what, what you were just saying about making sure that you've taken care of yourself. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, being honest and explaining to your children from even a very early age will help them to grow up to be 
feel fulfilled and understand that, you know, mum isn't superman because there is no such thing. And that's so important for the listeners to really emphasize. There is no such thing as superman. There is no such thing as the word perfect, really, because it doesn't exist. We can have aspirations that might come under that word, but there is no such thing as perfect. And mum guilt, now that is a whole other subject. I don't know one mother that doesn't feel it. Um, what's fantastic about yourself is that you recognize that you've been through it, but the importance is to let go. And that's something that takes time to learn. So it's about reaching out to people that help can help you through that transition, but also doing some personal work on yourself, whether it being reading a book or speaking to a friend, um, someone that has been through that process so that you can help relate, but they can help guide you. Um, it's really important to be able to touch base, share your feelings. Mum guilt is a real thing. Um, and it's something that for myself, as many other empowered women want to shift and get out of this society, out of this world, because it is not fair and we do not need it. There is no such thing as a perfect mum. As long as you're good enough, your children are happy, thriving, fed, you're doing a damn good job, I say. Damn good job. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What is incredible here is Hannah's true story of her origins. Her struggles, because let's face it, we've all had them, we've all go through them. And most importantly, how Hannah took her power back when she discovered herself in terms of self-worth, personal awareness and the decisions to make the change through your own passions and leaning into that. You know what you're good at, you know what you wanted to create, you went, you set a plan and you went forth to achieve that. That is outstanding. And lastly, Hannah, where do you see your journey taking you? Um, I think more of the same, um, but, but leaning again towards making it even easier. You know, as, as I've mentioned, I'm not about long hours and hard work anymore. I want to do what I enjoy. And as you say, when you enjoy it and you are good at it, I hope I'm always trying to learn more and, and be as good as I can at the work I do. It gets easier. And when you do let go of, I think you mentioned it in your introduction, the comparisonitis and the, you know, looking at what other people are doing and worrying more about that than what you're doing and, and, and you know, you, you and your family. I think there's a huge danger there that we just focus all our attention on that. Whereas for me, it's about staying in our own lane, going after, yes, what we want for ourselves and for our families and, and making it as easy as possible, which is to keep away from comparing yourself to others and to absolutely look after yourself, which, which you've talked about. And I am, um, you know, I'm a huge fan and to just do do more of what I enjoy, which as I said, is, is, is the writing, is the speaking, is trying to play part in change, um, change in terms of yes, women, and um, quite frankly, all of us in terms of this hard work culture that we seem to be in. Um, but uh, yeah, more of the same with more ease. <laughs> Absolutely, fantastic, fantastic. And what I really liked is what you mentioned earlier, to find that stage of contentment whether, whether, however that looks for you, um, a balance, a work balance between personal and professional life. I mean, it's not a, it's not a balance of 50-50 on the scales. That's not what we're talking about here. It's a balance where you feel generally content within yourself. Yes, we're going to have a bit of days where aren't so good that I'm talking about on the overall spectrum. 
I would like to leave the listeners with one final thought, Hannah. I'm going to ask you three quick questions. The first one, what does empowering women mean to you? Empowering women to me, I think goes back to, to what we were just talking about. It is about looking after themselves. It's about letting go of this concern about what it looks like to the outside world, you know, which is what superwoman in effect is, you know, I want to look like I can do everything to everyone else. And I, you know, I want everyone to think I'm the perfect worker or the perfect parent or, or whatever it is. But to, to be really empowered, you just have to learn to start letting go and letting go and letting go um, of that to focus on your own, focus on your own stuff, on what you want. Absolutely. And secondly, my lovely, what three words would you describe yourself as? Oh, I, I, it's easy for me to go to my business values for this. The first of which is authenticity. Authenticity is, is a huge word for me. Um, it's really what I want to be. Um, and, and, and I, I believe I am people say I am, um, oh, goodness, open, definitely open. I share a lot with people, which sometimes they're surprised about, but I think it's the best way to be. And, do you know, I would, I would say warm, warm or caring it was, uh, in all the work, all the work I do is about caring about people. Absolutely. And you just exuberate that energy as well. So absolutely. And finally, my lovely, what makes you, what makes Hannah happy? Ooh, so many things. Chocolate, good chocolate is really good. Um, no, I, I do love spending time with my boys, but I would be wrong if I, if I didn't say that a lot of my work makes me happy. I, I really love um the work that I do particularly with the mental health and well-being I love making a difference to people I love seeing that light bulb moment where people get it and I know that from then on their life is going to be a little bit easier that that makes me happy oh my goodness yes that's that light bulb that aha moment that the, the the blinkers are on the veil is lifted they truly have discovered themselves or an aspect of themselves and that self-awareness for them to actually start making real decisions for themselves based on aligning their values and what it is they want for themselves. Absolutely. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you, Hannah, for your time today. You have been spectacular. Thank you. Thank you to all my sensational listeners as I look forward to having another incredible woman sharing a story with you in the next episode.